A new $600 stimulus check has been proposed. Top congressional leaders are nearing agreement on a long-delayed COVID-19 relief package, hoping to seal a deal as early as Wednesday that would extend aid to individuals and businesses and help ship coronavirus vaccines to millions. Senator Joe Manchin, a co-author of a $908 billion bipartisan package, said leadership negotiators are close to agreement on legislation that would extend direct payments of perhaps $600 to most Americans. Number two Senate Republican John Thune of South Dakota confirmed the likely addition of direct payments in that range, as well as a $300 per week bonus federal unemployment benefit to partially replace a $600 per week benefit that expired this year. Summer. We made major headway toward hammering out a bipartisan relief package, said Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, RKY. The bill would include a new round of stimulus checks, enhanced federal unemployment insurance benefits, and other avenues for delivering aid to states, localities, territories, and tribes, according to two people familiar with the talks and authorized to characterize them. Their statement said that a GOP sought provision shielding businesses from COVID-19 related lawsuits would be dropped. I think they're basically now putting it all together, Manchin told CNN. We were able to break the gridlock. Other aides following the talks offered more cautious assessments. The emerging package is serving as a magnet for add-ons, and the two sides continue to swap offers. It is also apparent that another temporary spending bill will be needed to prevent a government shutdown at midnight on Friday. That is likely to easily pass. House lawmakers were returning to Washington Wednesday in hopes of a vote soon on the emerging package, which would combine the $900 billion in COVID-19 relief with a $1.4 trillion government-wide funding bill and a host of other remaining congressional business. Negotiations intensified on Tuesday after months of futility. The top Democratic and Republican leaders of Congress met twice in hopes of finally cementing a leadership agreement that would revive subsidies for businesses hit hard by the pandemic, help distribute new coronavirus vaccines, fund schools, and renew soon-to-expire jobless benefits. Republicans labored to keep the price tag for the long-delayed rescue package in check, seeking to prevail in a battle over help for state and local governments, while capping the cost of bonus jobless benefits and direct payments sought by Democrats. After two meetings in House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's Capitol Suite, where Democrats pressed for more generous steps, such as direct payments of to help individuals struggling in the COVID-19 economy, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, our California, gave an upbeat assessment. I think we've built a lot of trust, McCarthy said. I think we're moving in the right direction. I think there's a possibility of getting it done. Pressure for a deal is intense, and unemployment benefits run out December 26 for more than 10 million people. 
Many businesses are barely hanging on after nine months of the pandemic, and money is needed to distribute new vaccines that are finally offering hope for returning the country to normal. Mikano is playing a strong hand in the lame duck session and pushed hard to get Democrats to drop a much sought $160 billion state and local government aid package. Several senior Democrats, including close allies of President elect Joe Biden, who is eager for an agreement, have said they would go along now and fight for the aid next year. Democrats cited other gains for states and localities in the emerging deal, such as help for transit systems and vaccine distribution. Pelosi has insisted for months that state and local aid would be in any final bill, but as time is running out, Democrats appear unwilling to hold the rest of the package hostage over the demand. Manchin is an architect of a bipartisan $748 billion age package that is aimed at serving as a template for the leadership talks. President Donald Trump's chief negotiator, Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, supports a package with many similar elements. And there's also bipartisan support for transportation and transit assistance, funding for rural internet service, and for help of the Postal Service, among other provisions. There's a hoped-for deadline of midnight Friday to deliver the completed package to Trump. That is when a partial government shutdown would arrive with the expiration of last week's temporary funding bill. But there's no guarantee that the massive year-end measure will be completed in time. If the talks drag, further temporary bills could be needed. Negotiations on a $1.4 trillion catch-all spending bill are virtually completed, lawmakers say. One hard-fought compromise would deliver another $1.4 billion or so for a final installment to continue construction of his long-sought U.S.-Mexico border wall. The post-election lame-duck session is the last chance to wrap up the unfinished work this year, a goal of all involved, though they have been slow until now to forge the often tricky compromises required to pull the measure together. Massachusetts Secretary of the Commonwealth, William Gavin accuses Robin Hood of some pretty horrible practices on inexperienced investors. Stop tra- stock trading app Robinhood is being accused of reckless exploitive business tactics on its millennial clientele. The worst aspect of what they do clearly is the way they are gamifying the idea of investing, Massachusetts Secretary of the Commonwealth William Gavin told CNBC Squawk Alley on Wednesday. This is a very reckless company when it comes to these investors. They're interested in expanding their market base, and they're not interested in serving their investors, said Galvin. Galvin spoke to CNBC after Massachusetts regulators filed a complaint against Robinhood accusing the trading app of predatory marketing on inexperienced investors. The complaint cites Robinhood's aggressive tactics to attract inexperienced investors its use of gamification strategies to manipulate customers, and its failure to prevent frequent outages and disruptions on its trading platform. The complaint is the first enforcement of Massachusetts fiduciary rule, which Galvin began enforcing in September. Robinhood rejected the accusations. 
We disagree with the allegations in the complaint by the Massachusetts Securities Division and intend to defend the company vigorously, a Robin Hood spokesperson told CNBC. Galvin said inexperienced investors need protection. What we really want to make sure is that these people are treated fairly. We do not believe they are. They are basically having the experience of trading, but it's a reckless experience because of the way that Robin Hood has treated them, he said. It's marketing itself to them as a device by which they can become wealthy without having the expertise or the skill, Galvin added. They're taking unsophisticated investors, most of whom who have no experience, and basically making this into a game, causing them to suffer losses. They're bringing them aboard on something that these people have absolutely no idea about, he said. Robinhood, along with other online brokers, have seen record growth in 2020 due to the unprecedented volatility from the COVID-19 pandemic. Robinhood posted a record 3 million new customers in the first four months of 2020 when the coronavirus pandemic roiled markets and threw the economy into a recession. The coronavirus downturn spurred young people in some cases for the first time in their lives to get started with investing. Robinhood's inflow of clients showed that young, inexperienced investors saw the market route in March as an entry point into investing, especially with many stuck at home during the nationwide lockdown. The pandemic has contributed to their growth, said Galvin. People operating remotely from their homes being easier to reach, more enticed to go online with this to engage in day trading. They have taken an audience of very unsophisticated persons and exploited them. The spokesperson for the app responded, Robinhood is a self-directed broker-dealer and we do not make investment recommendations. Over the past several months, we've worked diligently to ensure our systems scale and are available when people need them. We've also made significant improvements to our options offering, adding safeguards and enhanced educational materials. Millions of people have made their first investments through Robinhood, and we remain continuously focused on serving them. Bitcoin breaks above $20,000 for the first time ever. Bitcoin breached the $20,000 level for the first time in history Wednesday, as crypto enthusiasts pointed to increased demand from institutional investors for the red-hot digital currency. The world's most valuable virtual currency traded 5.6% higher to a price of around $20,600, and at the time of this recording, it actually increased over $21,000. So according to the market data from Coinmetrics, taking its year-to-date gains to more than 180%. Bitcoin has been on a tear this year, and analysts say it's gotten a boost from big-name investors such as Paul Tudor Jones and Stanley Druckenmiller moving their own assets into cryptocurrency, while tech firms such as Square and MicroStrategy have used their own balance sheets to buy Bitcoin. This is the domino effect as asset managers tumble their portfolios into Bitcoin. Charles Heater, CEO of crypto market data provider CryptoCompare, told CNBC. Bitcoin's latest record high has reminded many market watchers of its monster rally to nearly $20,000 in 2017. That was followed by a sharp pullback the following year that saw it fall 
close to $3,000. Crypto evangelists claim the 2020 rally is unlike 2017 as it's being driven by institutional buying rather than retail speculation. $20,000 is undoubtedly a momentous milestone for Bitcoin, said Yoni Asai, CEO and co-founder of online investment platform eToro. We have seen a significant shift in the demographic of those interested and invested in crypto, no longer the domain of just computer programmers and fintech advocates. Major Wall Street firms like S&P Global and SIBO Global Markets have been making a big push into crypto market data services. S&P Dow Jones indices recently announced plans to launch crypto indices in 2021, while CBO has tapped New York-based trading software firm CoinRoute's crypto market data capabilities. On Tuesday, UK asset manager Ruffer updated clients about a new allocation to Bitcoin, revealing it had around 2.5% of its portfolio invested in Bitcoin. We see this as a small but potent insurance policy against the continuing devaluation of the world's major currencies, the company said. Bitcoin diversifies the company's much larger investments in gold and inflation-linked bonds and acts as a hedge to some of the monetary and market risks that we see. Ruffer managed around 20.3 billion euros, or $27.4 billion, in assets by the end of November. Jason Dean, an analyst at crypto advisory firm Quantum Economics, said increased institutional interest in Bitcoin has led to an increasingly bullish narrative. The race is on to secure Bitcoin in a market of ever-dwindling supply, Dean told CNBC. It's probably not too strong to say this is institutional FOMO, fear of missing out, and those organizations who have been looking to do this now realize they have to move fast to secure it. The total supply of Bitcoins that will ever be mined is capped at $21 million. Experts say this is due to a monetary rule implemented by the cryptocurrency's mysterious inventor, Satoshi Nakamoto. Check out Fortiumbox.com to master your money, personal finance lessons and courses, and do you want to make money online? Learn the four steps to make money online in the description of this episode. Get a free stock worth up to $500 by joining Robinhood and linking a bank account, and automate your investing with Acorns down in the description below.